Well, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, March the 21st of 2017. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klausen-Lean. You are listening to Wittenberg Radio, CMU's most subscribed to podcast episode 97, I do believe. I believe. Uh, my goodness, we're almost getting at that 100 mark, and we're wrapping up the year in style. As always, you can find us on wittenbergradio.com, Facebook, Wittenberg Radio, on Twitter as well, at Wittenberg Radio. Uh, you can also find us at uh, wittenbergradio.gmail.com. That's the place to send your comments, questions, listener concerns, etc. And I'm missing one thing that we usually talk about. Subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, the podcatcher of your choice. Nicolene, something popped up on the Wittenberg door. Something did, I believe, an article. I don't know if you've seen it more, Mm -hmm. maybe in detail than I have. Um, Talking about how grad students should not be allowed uh, or, yeah, should not be on student council. Right. Which is a, this is a very, yeah. Now, my understanding, yeah, my understanding is that it's not, it's in the, in the constitution, when it, when the constitution of the student council was written way, way back in the day, before the grad program also, Mm -hmm. it should be noted, uh, that, uh, it was to be a a body consistent of undergraduate students. Um, this has came into light because, uh, a student who is looking to pursue grad studies was also running to be on the student council next year. Mm -hmm. Um, and that person, well, it's a moot point now. This person got voted in, so clearly it's not even an issue anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, it raised an interesting interesting point, and people, you know, got a little bit upset about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, Nicolene. My thoughts are, well, um, I believe, well, first of all, I'm very excited for James and Grace on the DOXA. I think it's going to be a wonderful year. Um, so, yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, but I do think that um, I heard from, maybe this isn't official, but I heard from student council friends that they actually made a vote to change that because you have to change it in the constitution. Mm-hmm. So they've already done kind of the groundwork in student council and okay. and uh, changed the constitution as far as I know. But, I mean, that's by word of mouth. So Sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, think, uh, I think grad students are still part of, for sure, part of our community and it's something new and so there's always i think with new things there's always a bit of you know pushback on, mm-hmm. on new things whatever that whatever it may be sure but uh yeah i think possibly in this case um there might be more being a grad student maybe there'd be more time to put into the doc so which would be really cool sure what do you think i, l- I mean i like it i mean i like i like the fact that we're n- that it's that we alter the constitution for that reason um I think that, yeah, I think the, uh, those two will serve the docs up marvelously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you have to give sh- props to uh, to Grace in particular because she's an alumni of this very show. So ah, yes. So, th- very cool. well done. It's nice to see her uh, doing those these things again. And uh, look forward to seeing what the docs looks like from afar next year on my on my behalf, of course. But I will hopefully be uh, partaking. Will you mail? Yes. Will you mail me copies? <laughs> I'll mail you copies. Yeah, sure. This, this old, decrepit, <laughs> dying man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Speaking of dying man, we have a wonderful <laughs> new song to share with <laughs> nice you today. Segue. I know. I'm not just a hat rack. <laughs> we are uh, throwing it over today for our music pick to Father John Misty, one of my personal favorite artists. Uh, he has a new record coming out on April 7th called Pure Comedy. It was accompanied by a half-hour short film and a very, very long essay, uh, which he wrote hmm. just, uh, talking about the inspirations behind the record. Lots of it based on uh, our experiences uh, 
dulling our senses to the world around us with things like uh, social media, virtual reality, um, and of course the election of Donald Trump uh, as, as his, uh, his muses, as uh, most artists are prone to do these days. They take to art to vent their feelings about mm. this new presidential administration. And uh, today's track is called Ballad of the Dying Man. Take a listen, see what you think. Father John Misty on Wittenberg Radio.
Father John Misty, Ballad of the Dying Man, uh, which is like the polar opposite to this whole first day of spring thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are, well, yeah. it's second day of spring, technically. The spring equinox took place yesterday. And it feels kind of like it. It feels like it. The air is fresher somehow, and like there's new life yeah. springing out of the ground, unlike that song by Dear Mr. Misty. Um, <laughs> so that's... It's a welcome change. It's huh? Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll have a spring song coming up for you in just a little while. But first, have we got a treat for you today? Emerging out of the back alleys of St. James, literally consult their uh, profile picture on their SoundCloud page. Rosebud is here to perform for us today. The uh, ever sort of fluent group, mostly consisting of Zach Rimple and Nate D'Avula. Uh, th- these two have graciously agreed to stop by studio today for a live performance. Their new album, Night, is available online, and they will tell you exactly where to do that, because I'm sure they'll provide a more succinct way to do that than I can. Gentlemen, welcome to Wittenberg Radio. Thank you. Great to be here. Oh, we're so pumped. Uh, you're going to start us off with a song. Uh, what's uh, What's this first tune called? Starcrossed. Starcrossed. So you heard it here first from we've played it here before. You get the live taste now. This is Rosebud here on Wittenberg Radio.
Yes, Starcrossed by Rosebud live here on Wittenberg Radio. That was Zach Rempel providing uh, the guitar and the vocals on that. We also have with us Nate De Avila here in studio today. That was beautiful, man. Nice, love Amazing. it. Yes, every time. It's and what strikes me about the performances from Rosebud, I think the most is how it's. I mean, first of all, it's intricate enough when you are. In a, in a 5-4 signature that you can still sort of tap your foot along. It's not the easiest thing to do in an odd sort of time signature like that. And, I mean, this version also doesn't do justice to what you normally do in a live setup, which is which involves loop pedals and cellos and, and sick grooves provided by our man Nate here. Um, <laughs> but that I think all that sort of strikes at this adventurous tone that Rosebud gets to. What inspires, I guess, you to push the boundaries of, of, of pop music in such a way? Why... Why uh, it pushing it in the ways that you are? Uh, I don't know. I started um, like playing playing around with a loop pedal and a cello a while back, and I re- I really liked how it sounds. Um, you can uh, cello's just so nice, and when you like have a lot of them, and you can like, it's like a remarkable accomplishment of technology that like one person can kind of loop them a bunch on top of each other. So uh, that was kind of. And it's like, you know, you want to try and be a little different and do things other people aren't doing, so. Sure. Now, Nate, you came across Zach's music, uh, like, a little bit, I mean, he's he's been playing, and then and then you arrived in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, I mean, like, what, what were your first impressions when you heard when you heard the, the tunes? Well, I think he does a really nice job of taking um, basic chord structures for songs uh, and adding just a little bit to them to, uh, really, to confuse the ear, right? So you're getting... You're getting sustained pitches and and you're getting uh, um, suspensions that you're not necessarily expecting. Now some of those come from open tunings, uh, and that's always nice. But uh, some of the other ones come from the rhythm itself, which is always a fun way to uh, to to keep the interest level up. So I I heard right away influence from Justin Vernon, for mm-hmm. sure, uh, in the large um, sort of orchestrated multi-level sound. Uh, but that also uses, you know, you can break it down to, to one, four, five, and minor six still. So there was there was that interest, and and Zach has a has a knack, I think, as a linguist, for putting together <laughs> a set of words that you don't know why it connects with you. You're not exactly sure, um, but it does, and you you sort of find some sort of resonance uh, with the lyrics, and that that combination of text. And, and sound has really sort of pulled me in and I was I was sold, wanted to work on the project. You touched on the linguist thing and, and Zach, we'll come back to that in just a little bit. But we talk, when we were talking about all these intricate sort of music-y, jargony things like open tuning and, uh, and, and uh, like pedal tones and things like that. But at its, at its core, this is sort of the, the trajectory of, of, modern, of modern music in a lot of ways. And you touched on Justin Vernon. Uh, music that can both that sort of walks this sort of continuum of being really adventurous and trying to push new boundaries, but also has to catch the ear. And when I listened to Justin Vernon, Bonnie Vare, uh, by the way, uh, for uh, when I listen to music composed like that, I think it must just drive the composer nuts to try and write like that. You know what I mean? Like it's such a, a think piece sort of oriented, and it's such a, such a thought exercise. Um, what was it like writing these songs? Was it a challenge? Were you deliberately out to push these boundaries, or was it 
um, more of just like a natural organic sort of a flow? Uh, I'd say probably a little bit of both. Like on one hand, you uh, I think when you start writing music, it's it's all very standard and you know you play chords and you sing over top of it but yeah like you you want to push boundaries to a certain extent you want to uh, be unique and um, yeah I, I like what you said about kind of being adventurous and like having one foot in the you know having a good song or a catchy tune and like and the other foot in like the kind of pushing I guess you know with the musical jargon and all that stuff that you guys are talking about <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was uh, it was both like a lot of uh, organic in a lot of ways, a lot of fun, but there were also sometimes what it felt like work, like really trying to push and like sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Nate, you play I understand a pretty big role in like trying to coach the the songs to a, a point where we n now know them on night, right? Um, how, how, how do we take how do we take this sort of uh, this sort of pushing and uh, organic, and then how do you pull that into I guess a, a cohesive project? So what Zach does very well is to sit around for 10 hours in a day and, and play with the loop pedal until he finds a sound that he likes. Uh, and then I try to, to get it to be recreated or use the original if we can do that, depending on the quality of it. Um, there are some, there's some extraneous noise uh, in the album where we just use the original loop because we couldn't quite make the same sound happen again um, uh, in the studio. But but part of the process was to say, okay, here we have uh, the, the inevitable problem with looped music is that you start to figure out how long the loop is and then all of a sudden it becomes uh, mundane mm -hmm. unless something is changing. And so most of my job in, in my mind was to say, all right, at what point do we need to change? At what point do we need to, to, to pull the stack out from underneath people? Do we build it up? Do we drop the whole thing back in? Um, in what ways can we alter this music so that you don't lose interest out of uh, repetitiveness? Absolutely. We touched on this linguist thing a little bit before, Zach. This is sort of your uh, study focus, as it were. Um, at I mean, you study different languages. You study all these uh, elements of, of, of language. How does your study of language influence how you write music? Um, that's, to a certain extent, it doesn't. It Okay, it maybe does a little bit in that uh, if when you study linguistics uh, or language, I guess you kind of you break it down into the different components like syntax or morphology. Uh, yeah, people can look them up if they're sure. you know, like, or like the grammar parts or the sound part. And to a certain extent, that's kind of how I would see like writing songs. You have to worry about like the syntax, like the structure of the song. Uh, you have to worry about like you know, um, you know, phonology or like the phonetics of it, like purely like what you're singing and like uh, the, the sounds, and then and then you know, there's like so many different aspects of how you can look at both things, I guess. Well, stepping off of that, the the one issue that we constantly ran into is that there's so many ways to pair these things together and put uh, text and and sound together that we end up with multiple versions floating around. So one version is chosen for the album, sure, but you're rarely going to hear that exact version played live. Um, we've added a part, we've changed uh, a certain section of a song, yeah. we've completely rewritten uh, parts of things. And I think with the core 
song still there, the core lyrical content and stuff, it's it's obviously recognizable, but it does make it interesting to show up each time that we're playing because who knows what's going to be different. Sure, a song as a living organism sort of a, of an idea. That's really interesting to me. So now if you listen back tonight, now that it's out there in the ether, uh, what are some of the things, like I find it interesting to think that um, an artist might like continue to change things, but does that mean you're not satisfied necessarily with what you've put out there? Or is that more like a marker as to where the song was at a certain point in your life? Uh, to a certain extent, that's true. Nate one time told me that it's kind of like the, the recorded version is kind of like a piece of music that you write down. And then every time you read it, it you can interpret it like a little differently. I really like that analogy. Um, but also, I like what you said about just like that's where it was at that point. Like that's as, as good as we could like put it at that point. And then, and it's fun, it's fun to like also just to play a show and not just do exactly like follow it bare bones, like sure. be creative and stuff. Absolutely. You can There's also examples of, for example, in the track Arms, um, underneath uh, one of the last choruses where um, Kenzie Jane and Zach are singing back and forth, mm-hmm. the, the entire band is, is subjected to a filter sweep. So all the high end, the sounds are taken out and it's just all low rumbly uh, and then it slowly comes back and that's actually impossible to do with acoustic instruments live. You cannot do that. Uh, And so we rewrote a completely different backing track for that particular part um, to make it, uh, to give it the same sort of energy live um, without trying to mimic something that's not really meant to be done live. You can check out that live energy. Uh, This podcast comes out on Tuesday. You can catch them this weekend, Rosebud, performing at uh, Menno Folk, which is sort of right up your alley, now that I think about it, in terms of the way it's structured and it's sort of um, artist artist rockery, I suppose, if you want (laughs) to, for the technical jargon, if you will. Um, (laughs) uh, What can you tell us about uh, about, uh, Saturday night and uh, and the show that will be? Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good. Um, Menofolk, I've been going to Menofolk for so long. So many of my favorite bands have been always playing there. I remember going and seeing guys like Blue Sky Addicts and the Liptonians. Wow. Bands that no longer exist. Sure. Uh, and others, if I thought hard enough. But it's always just a really cool time. Lots of cool people. There's always cool art on the walls, stuff like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's super exciting, and, and that show happens again this Saturday. Uh, you can find the details. We'll post the, the details in, uh, in uh, our Facebook post about this episode as well, and we'll tweet about it as well. So, guys, Nate de Avila, I'll get this right one of these days, and Zach Rempel, thank you for joining us here today. We've heard Rosebud in conversation and live performance here on Wittenberg Radio, and uh, you've got one more song to play us out here, I believe. Yeah. That's oh, right. actually, before we get to that, oh. I have a question for you both. Okay. Um, the Spring Equinox happened yesterday on monday spring has officially sprung what is the song of spring <laughs> for both of you 4533 lcd sound system the whole album all right one song to play <laughs> i don't have <laughs> best listen, yes listen to lcd sound system but yes uh, uh you don't see uh i don't know what the album's called it has go do on it yes Let's Best play song. Wicked. Let's yeah. play Go Do. Uh, we'll play Go Do after you guys uh, give us one last song uh, from Rosebud here. What's that uh, What's that tune going to be? Uh, it's called Weighted Down. Weighted Down. You've heard Zach Rimple and Nita Avila, Rosebud, performing live on Woodenburg Radio. 
We've had the pleasure of having Rosebud here in studio today with us on Wittenberg Radio, Zach Rimple and Nate Davila. Thanks so much for being here, guys. Thanks, Owen. Thank you. And now, we got Go Do from Yonsei.
that is Go Do by Yonsei from uh, his album Go. That is an awesome song. <laughs> I have uh, a couple of friends. When they got married, they had a whole choreographed routine. Oh where my goodness. They, Are you serious? Where they, yeah, where they had a whole dance uh, to this song. Like They choreographed the whole thing. The bridesmaids were running down and then on the in the bridge section there uh make them glow that's yeah. where the bride kind of poured out it was, it was an <laughs> outdoor, outdoor outdoor wedding it was it, that's it was, awesome it was a really sweet thing that I, is definitely that is amazing that takes the cake from one of my favorite weddings that, ever attended yeah that song has like you know 61 plays on my itunes as so far as opposed to the average of what <laughs> i don't know actually <laughs> but it, i listen to it a lot yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's a really great song. Hey, what's coming up on campus this week, Nicolene? What is coming up on campus, Nolan? Um, tonight, this will maybe be over by the time this is out, but tonight CMQ and CAs are hosting Moonlight, oh. best picture of the year, for, according to the Academy. Um, also, uh, tonight... Uh, the last day to the order a Doxa t-shirt. Oh. If you want one, you can contact Emily or Isla. Um, Film 60 is this woot Thursday. Woot. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. There's always some great films there. Always so much fun. Get your films in. Get creative. And yeah, do get your thing. Get your fancy dress on. Yeah, get your, your fancy dress on. Get yeah. ready to be paparazzi and all <laughs> that fun stuff. Um yeah, I'm still. I was still. I was thinking about some of the the, the films that were at Film Sixty Eight. My first year, uh, they had a bunch of guys in the dorms. They took. Uh, they had a, a cup of apple juice from the calf, right? Mm-hmm. And they all. And they had like this crazy dance beat going underneath it. <laughs> and they took a sip of the apple juice and they smiled at the camera. And then the cameraman just slapped them across the face. <laughs> and that was the. That is so weird. <laughs> and it was really funny because some of the guys' reactions, like some of the guys just like they stood there and they took it. And some guys just like just had an absolute conniption. It was hysterical. Um, That's great. I mean, between that and Prof Spring, I think those are probably two yes. of my. Featuring Featuring me, you. So. Yeah. I've never received, I've never gotten the cookies that you promised in that video. It's not <laughs> your birthday. So, I mean. Yeah, exactly. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, this Wednesday is also a uh, meeting with. Um, senior administrators at lunch and co9 if you have concerns or things that you like about the school you can uh, go there and chat with the likes of maybe cheryl and others yeah queen of cmu herself in person also this week and heading out into spring gala 2017 you can get your tickets um for the spring gala uh it it, yeah all are welcome dress is uh, semi-formal no cost to a CMU student if you want to bring a, a guest an outside date to impress those uh, people on your dorm floor uh <laughs> cost is 15 dollars. tickets are available at uh, shirley's desk on south reception um yeah that's always a fun time and yeah just, that the food's usually good so- i usually i remember like chicken cordon bleu being a thing oh, that yeah. you always get at that totally. so i'm really pumped about that awesome yeah i think that's pretty much all we can we have to talk about for right now yeah hope you're buckling down with your papers and if you need a Ooh. break as always you can find past episodes at wittenbergradio.com the ultimate place for procrastination uh to hear Seriously. what else we've done <laughs> in this coming year or this past year i should say this coming year with claudia duick and kenji dick we'll be also getting them in in the next little while awesome. as well again 
awesome to have hear their ideas for the next year. Totally, um, I'm excited. You can, yeah, you can find us also on Facebook and Twitter at Wittenberg Radio. Uh, check out Wittenberg Radio uh, at gmail.com if you want to send us a comment, question, or a listener concern, anything uh, like that. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Now, before Nicolene sneezes, <laughs> we're going to sign off. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klassen-Weave. Bless you in advance, and we'll see you <laughs> next week. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.